Something I find very sad, especially when I'm giving somebody the last rites and they're going to die very soon, is if the person is enslaved in resentment. It is something that's very toxic. It is something that can take hold of a person and it can lead them to, into a very angry, uh, very unhappy, and very, it is a very, uh, very toxic way to be in your life and very sad to live or to die in resentment and even very sad to live in resentment. That is the essence of today's gospel and John the Baptist and the beautiful um, gift he was communicating to us as a great prophet, the last of the great prophets, John the Baptist, telling us the two great sinful states we have to be very careful of, are that of guilt and resentment. Guilt in what we do to other people, the harm we visit unto other people. Resentment, the harm that other people have visited upon us. John was specially chosen by God to be the prophet that would come just before Jesus, and he had a huge influence on the life of Jesus. He was obviously born into a priestly family, and at some stage, he left that profession, and he moved down into the wilderness, and he dressed in very simple robes, and he lived off the land. So he was once again replaying the whole story of the people of Israel. And he roared out in the wilderness to people to come and repent of their sins. And it wasn't the word repentance mean changing your old ways. It was a radical conversion, a metanoia, a complete change in how you live your life and how you live in relationship to God and relationship to other people as well. He began his ministry just on the opposite side of the River Jordan, where the people of Israel left the wilderness and entered into the Promised Land. He even went so far as to say, even the land you are living in has become corrupted. Everything is corrupted. God's plan for the people of Israel has been totally frustrated and it has ended in failure. And he says, this is your last chance. The, the, the axe was laid to the root because this is the end of that whole project of the people of God. So it was, it was challenging and he was very stark in, in inviting people to repent. And many people came to him. And what was unusual was that, number one, he was known as the baptizer. Usually people would just sprinkle themselves in water. But John's repentance was more radical than this. It was in the River Jordan itself, a very deep and flask-flowing water. Because what he wanted people to do was to disidentify with sin in their lives, to not let guilt determine their lives, to not especially let resentment determine their lives. And they are the two big sins and the two sinful states that can just steal people of life 
of love, of joy, and of peace. John wanted us, through John, God wanted us to know that no matter what we have done to other people, no matter what sin we have caused in other people's lives, God wants to forgive us. And God will forgive us if we cooperate and if we accept God's forgiveness in our lives. It is something we must identify with, the forgiveness of God. What did Jesus say to the woman uh, caught in adultery when he looked up at her and said, Woman, has anyone condemned you? She said, No one, sir. Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. If we are genuinely contrite for the harm we have done to other people and we confess our sins in the sacrament, then we are forgiven. Then we are forgiven. And we must accept that forgiveness and embrace it. And the reason why it is so important that we accept that forgiveness and embrace it because it does have an impact on the problem of resentment in our lives. Actually, if we allow Jesus to take the sinfulness, our guilt away from us, then it has a knock-on effect when it comes to resentment in our lives. Because if you personally encounter God's forgiveness in your life, it will set you free so much that you will be able to set free those who have sinned against you and caused you resentment in your life. So if you're harboring any kind of resentment in your life right now, it's a sign, it's probably a valid sign that you have not embraced the forgiveness that God is offering you for the mistakes you have made. God doesn't hold you in your sinfulness. We should not insult God by holding ourselves in our sinfulness. We have to embrace, we have to embrace uh, the forgiveness that he gives. And we must let that grace and forgiveness flow through us to other people who have sinned against us and caused us resentment in our own lives. So it is something that is very deep and very personal, but it is also something that's very profound. And it's something that aligns with the call of John the Baptist to metanoia, a radical turning around, a radical changing in the orientation of our life. That is why I keep saying we have to make forgiveness a way of life. Because every moment of every day, believe me, people will come up and they will do something that will drive you crazy. And you can't we can't live our life like that. We can't be good disciples of Christ if we are prone to, to people insulting us, prone to people making us angry, whatever it may be, or that we make mistakes ourselves. Pope Francis puts it very beautifully. Somebody asked him, who are you behind all that fancy clothing and everything else? And he put it very well. He said, I am a forgiven sinner. We should never just say, I am a sinner. That's not the full truth. The full truth is, I am a forgiven sinner. And if we embrace what 
God is offering us through his son Jesus, who died on the cross to free us from our sins. Then if God is not holding on to our sins, we do not hold on, should not hold on to them as well. And we should not define other people by their sins. And when we fully embrace that and accept it, it sets us free. And it sets us free to forgive other people, to pass on the forgiveness. Let it flow through us to other people. And that heals us of our resentment. And freed from guilt and resentment, the highways, the mountains are laid low, the valleys are filled in, and there is a, a clear pathway between us and the divine. It is then we are connected with the divine. Jesus sent, God sent his son Jesus into the world. And that's what we are preparing to celebrate very soon at Christmas. It is a, a personal invitation to each one of us to have a straight, smooth pathway to the child Jesus when we are freed from guilt and resentment in our lives. Remember, we are not just sinners. We are forgiven sinners. And when we accept the great gift of forgiveness, we will have a life of joy and peace and of hope.